On the Feast of the Immaculate Conception, the church calls on us to reflect on not one conception, but three conceptions, three conceptions. The first conception is the moment when the Holy Trinity chose to become incarnate in our world. We do not have that moment recorded in the Bible. And so we have to turn to the mystics. St. Ignatius of Loyola in the spiritual exercises has one of the most beautiful meditations of the entire book of exercises when he speaks about the incarnation. St. Ignatius Loyola says that you and I should reflect on the Trinity looking down on the world and seeing all that's happening on the world. Yes, the good things. Yes, the, the moments when we are at our best, but also seeing all of the difficult moments, the painful moments, the sinful moments, all of the moments when we are not our best, to say the least, to look at this sinful and broken world. And Ignatius says that watch the Trinity, watch that moment when the Trinity looked down on the earth and saw that poor broken humanity. And what did the Trinity say? We must go to them. St. Ignatius says that the Trinity said, we must go to them. And that was the beginning of the incarnation. That was the beginning of the preparation of the dwelling place that we call the womb of St. Anne. God began to prepare a dwelling place for a dwelling place. God began to prepare a perfect womb for a perfect child. And so Mary was conceived through the love of Joachim and Anne. That's the first conception that we reflect on in the Immaculate Conception. That is the primary reflection we reflect on on this feast day. But the church also gives us this reading of the second conception the moment when the angel Gabriel came to Mary and said that God wants to burst through our humanity once again. In a new way, though, in a new way, God wants to manifest himself in a new way. And, and the angel Gabriel said, will you say yes? And Mary said, let it be done. That word, let it be done, we, in Latin is fiat. And so we call this Mary's fiat. When I was younger and more naive about the spiritual life, I imagined Mary to be a sort of a, a very sort of weak and, and docile person, a docile little teenage girl who, who went along with God's plan. But that's not what a fiat is. If you look up fiat in the dictionary, you will see that a fiat is an edict from royalty. For example, Constantine issued his fiat in the fourth century, in the four, in rather in the 300s rather, he issued his fiat to bring about Christianity as the world religion of the day. That was a fiat. Kings and queens, they issue fiats. And so when Mary said, let it be done. Fiat. This is a queen who's issuing a, an edict. 
She's saying, let it be. Let God come and be born again in a new way to the world. That's the second conception. The third conception it has not happened yet. God wants to be born again in 2024. Indeed, just as this day celebrates three conceptions, Advent looks forward to not one, not two, but three comings of Christ, three arrivals of, of the Savior. The first 2,000 years ago, the second coming at the parousia, the end of time, but the middle coming is the one we should focus the most time on. The, the middle coming, the moment when Christ comes in our world, because Christ wants to be born again in 2024 in our world. And guess what? He needs a new womb. He needs a new womb. He needs a new person to say, yes, I will bear Christ for the world. And all of us have a spiritual womb. And all of us, if we wish, if we choose, can follow Mary and issue our fiat, our edict. Let it be done. Yes, I will bear Christ for the world in 2024. We say that Advent is a time of waiting when we wait for Christ to come, and that's true, of course. But what if it's also a time of waiting for God? What if God is waiting for you to issue your fiat? What if God is waiting for you to say, yes, I will bear Christ to the world in 2024? What will your answer be when the angel comes to visit? 